Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Welcome to the first hour of the day where Christine is actually happy. Yay! <laughs> um, Christine, this was not your day. I mean, it wasn't really, you know. Um, and made a song. Oh, I don't even remember it already. I don't either, but it was really good. It was like, nothing goes well for Christine, never does, never will. Something yeah. like that. Because <laughs> today is not Christine's day. It never will be. Oh, or, yeah. It never was and it never will be. <laughs> well, because just like... Atom bomb after atom bomb was just dropping into your life. We lost Juniper. Oh. The cat got out of the house today. I was, uh, I woke up in like extreme terrible Crohn's pain and I was like, this is rough. Like it was like the worst I've probably had in like a year and a half since you were in the hospital with me that one time. Oh yeah. That was fun for and me. So I was like, yeah, it was so <laughs> super fun. I like putting on your big socks at the oh, hospital. Yeah, gave that you. was cute. Yeah. Um, that so i was like in terrible pain all morning and i was like oh i'm so sorry em i'm gonna be kind of a buzzkill and then em shows up and i'm wandering around outside with like a giant bowl of dog food and i was like what the hell is going on and i'm like well the cat escaped geo geo freaking pushed a window screen off the hinges and junie took his chance and bailed <laughs> shocker it's like finally out of this demon kingdom literally he needs an inch and he'll get out of this house <laughs> Um, and so we walked, Em like walked around with me through the neighborhood. Junie was nowhere to be found. Em was like MacGyvering like ways. <laughs> em was like, oh, why don't we put FaceTime? We'll prop my phone up. FaceTime me well, from the fear, upstairs. The fear was that we had to record. So if the cat came back, we right. wouldn't know if he was poking around. Exactly. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just FaceTime your computer. Right. And put your computer against the window. Brilliant and then we'll just idea. Be upstairs really and we'll good. Just have a little security camera. And promptly within three minutes, Gio's giant ass head blocked <laughs> the screen, and just his barking was relentless. So that didn't work. And then the other idea I had was just throw a bunch of tuna everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, that, that worked well, fine. Actually, your idea was why don't we bring a can of tuna? And then I promptly said, okay, I'll put my hands <laughs> in it and launch it all over the yard. Which really, you know what? That was a combined effort, and it's what got Juniper back in the house. It's what well. made this podcast a, and then it's what. <laughs> And so, combined efforts that should be our book title one i day. love that combined efforts we so we were recording and then i was like i have to pee but then i like ran downstairs and i was like i need to run outside and i ran out the front door and there lo and behold is juniper jay chillin and so i start <laughs> launching tuna at him and em comes downstairs and sees me my whole hand was covered in oily tuna yeah it was really cute um and we caught we caught him we got him back we got him back 
Yeah, I just, I thank God, thank God, because that was going to be a real awkward episode if something bad happened to him. Oh, yeah, I, I kept, like, pushing this episode because I was like, oh, how are we going to make this funny? Like, I know. Like, cat's gone. So. But, um, no, I'm glad I was smart. able to. I knew he'd come back, but I was worried you. that, like, he'd also be, like, smart enough to just wander into someone else's house and, like. Well, unlike Gio, who's smart enough to wander into traffic. To literally find the nearest speeding car and throw his body in front of it. <laughs> yeah, you were much, you'd handle the animals being gone in very different ways. Oh, yeah. Because if Gio were gone, we would have both been neurotic messes. Oh, my, it would have been chaos. I don't think after 10 minutes, I'm like, and Gio, if Gio's gone, I'm convinced that He's something dead. terrible yeah, has happened. I would have been the same way. Because he really doesn't have any concept of, like, what a car is. He could get hit by a car, and then he would run into another car to totally. go tell it about the first car. <laughs> but he doesn't this get This one will be different. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're very happy that Juniper is back. Thank God. Christina Pour- started drinking. Poured for the myself night. a glass of wine. The, earlier today, when we were supposed to be uh, recording and mm. we were just talking, I was like, How come you're not drinking yet? And she was like, Em, it's daylight. And I was like, Oh, I forgot that. I was like, Remember how we moved our recording sessions like four hours earlier than our old ones? Yeah. Oh, I'm just used to you drinking wine. And I was like, The last couple episodes, she hasn't been drinking. Is she trying to not drink and is like trying to do it coyly? I like, like, I don't know. Just notice. maybe not at 2 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, fair. And then by the time we found the cat and. It was five o'clock. You're yes. like, okay, here's the wine. Okay, it's ready for me. It's been waiting yeah. with open arms. <laughs> uh anyway, so that's my uh that's my my little thing of the day. But um it's episode ninety nine. It is. We're one away from the the golden hour. Nine and nine, sich Luftballons. Oh Wow. Nine what's the English version? Ninety nine red balloons. <laughs> floating in the summer sky. Wait, you, really? Yeah, goldfish. Oh, I thought you were making that up. No. Oh. What are you talking about? You don't know this song? I mean I know the I've oh, never the heard German. the English version. Oh yeah, it's by Goldfinger, I think. Well Floating in the Summer Sky. Oh, I have heard it. Panic yeah. bells and red alert. I just needed Summer. you to scream it and now I now I remember it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. You just love the sultry sound of my <laughs> screaming. I was never gonna stop you. Indie keep singing. <laughs> um how are you um i'm okay i'm kind of in my own chaos right now because i'm trying to perfect our apartment looking really nice before i leave for christmas and i'm leaving for a long time i'm gonna be gone you are gone for a while i'm gonna be gone for over two weeks yeah it's almost three i think almost three weeks because my mentality around it and my like reasoning is that like i've had a job for a day job for several years where it was a very compact amount of uh, days that I was allowed yeah, to or not... in school or something yeah and there's just no way and I I was thinking you know this is the first year where I get to make my own hours for for the holidays yeah and I want to take advantage of it and I was like okay well I'm gonna be gone for half of December and then I realized like oh yeah Eva and Christine are also dependent on my schedule. And I was like, by the way, I'm going to be gone. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. We were Um, like, well, you know. Well, we'll make it work. To be fair, in January, we have 8,000 live shows. So, like, we'll be stuck together for a long time. I think it's best if we decompress away from each other. Away, far away. No, not that anything bad's happening for the people trying to create rumors. We're good. But or are we? Or are Come we? Come on, we need some press. Maybe we're just acting like we like each other right Feed now. Feed the rumor. Ha ha ha! Though. Maybe this is too real. Maybe it hurts a little bit. No, <laughs> everybody take a breath. Uh, no, I, I just think we're gonna be doing a lot when yeah. we get back. We need the. T- we deserve the time. A we little deserve bit of time. the time. And also, so since I'm gonna be gone, I'm trying to make sure that the apartment looks nice. That way, when I get back, I can focus on our stuff. Yeah. But it's just holy shit! Like they tell you, moving is like mm. a big deal and the worst thing ever. Yep. 
Well, every place I've moved to since I moved, since I've lived in LA, and even when I lived in Boston, actually ever since I left my mom's house, because college and then grad school and then moving to LA, every place has been temporary in my mind. Right. And this is like the first place that I want to like build a home. That's like this one, because yeah. we signed a three-year lease and I was like, well, yeah. we're stuck. Well, yeah. ideally I want this place to be the last place I live in in California. Yeah. Like if... For however long I choose to live here, Aww. I want this to be the last place. That's how I feel at our house, too. Yeah, so I want it to be, like, really, like, cozy and warm, and I want it to be a place that I never really want like to leave. Like a home, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm putting a lot more man hours and money into this yeah. one. So even though I've always known moving's kind of a bitch, it was always like, oh, well, everything's in a milk crate, and I'll take it out for a year, and then I'll move. Right. And now I'm trying to make this, like, me and Allison's first real place together, and I want it to, like, feel like you know, yeah. an adult home. And so I'm also trying to not buy things on like from Goodwill. I'm trying to like right. actually buy like, you know, my own stuff and make, make my own stuff. And... Real furniture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very stressful and taxing and I exhausting. I feel you, bro. I yeah. really do. Yeah. So I, and that plus the time crunch of getting it done before I leave is currently where I'm at. Yeah. Especially because we have to cram in so much podcast stuff too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so we are delaying our, we were going to do a friend's miss on, uh, tomorrow tomorrow on the 12th of december but we and i was like this is a great idea and then it got to today and i was like let's wait well tomorrow we are recording our 100th episode yeah and technically we've done more with the listeners episodes and live shows but this is our 100th time of sitting at this table and reporting stories to each other someone tweeted at us like yesterday i think or today and they were like oh my god 100 episodes congratulations and i was like okay we haven't Got any thing yet? Hold on. <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there. Don't jinx it. Don't but thank jinx you for it. being the first. It was. Yeah, it was cute. Um, yeah, so to, we're trying to do everything in advance now. So that way, when I'm gone, you guys get a lot of lovely tunes every yeah. Sunday. Not <laughs> tune. Tunes. The sound of us singing the songs about. <laughs> wow, we do sing a lot of terrible things. Um, or like Christmas time. Or what's the other one? Oh, Christine. Today's. Today is not, not Christine's day. It never it is, is. Never will be. It never has been. Never will. Yeah. Something like we'll that. We'll work on it. Someone else make a song, song about Finch, that. Song Finch, are you there? <laughs> song Finch, I would like to start a song about my my devolving. For among- Christine, <laughs> about her failure. Great. Okay. Anyway, that's where I am. I'm in a nice package of stress and being tired and excited for the holidays. So. Same. Yep. Always um awesome do you well, have any updates for anyone well someone actually was like remember how i mentioned i was at a, new, a y2k new year's eve party in yeah. utah someone was at the same party shut the fuck yeah. up yeah and they were like was it a, a snowbird and like on that whatever whatever day and there was this and the poster notes on the elevator and i was like holy shit they were there it was super wow. trippy i was like we were in the same room i don't know super weird wow that's so small that world was odd oh and i'm going to orlando this weekend to see my friend Alyssa, so i'm excited about that Alyssa evans yeah the one yeah. i know yeah i like her yeah i do too she lives in well, san... <laughs> good i do too uh well she's okay uh she lives in san francisco but uh i guess her work holiday parties in orlando and they gave her a plus one and she's like hey want to come to orlando and i was like okay that's nice i'm so excited yeah it'll be fun um so i'm only going for two days but that'd be fun yeah oh my broke everything anyway so that's my updates but all right do you have any live shows currently that we haven't announced uh i think everything i think we've announced everything but check um instagram first check instagram and our live page is updated on our website so it's in that's where drink.com slash live yep 
And uh, that should all be updated, especially now that Eva does that instead of me, because I'm always late. Yeah, But she does it right away. <laughs> Eva's such a gem. Um, okay. <sighs> would you like a story? I would freaking love a story. Sit back and relax, homie. All right. I got so, my wine. I got my cat. We're good. This is... <laughs> Finally. Do you have, like, your, like, I say, like, your wits about you, but I already knew the answer Absolutely was no. not. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink daylight saving time is starting up again it may feel like there are more hours in the day but if you're hiring it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner there's only one way to do that zip recruiter right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, so this is from England. Okay. And I feel like this is a story that a lot of people in England are going to get a kick out of. I also am low-key nervous that I've already covered this, so remind <laughs> me if I have it. Love it! Um... <laughs> Listen, after almost 100 episodes, I cannot remember all the stories I've covered unless I'm looking at a list. And I looked at the list and it wasn't there, but now I'm paranoid that some whoever made the Does list didn't feel familiar or something. I think I'm just getting nervous because I've covered so many and I'm at the point where I can't remember every story oh, I've okay. covered. So now every story I do, I'm nervous. But what, I think what would suck more is not even doing the story twice, but that you did the notes twice would that suck. That would suck. That would be the worst part. Can you, but also... Like, it's very possible that I would have gone through and done notes twice and still not be able to have retained it at one, like, one Hilar percent of it. <laughs> A, hilarious. B, that would be so fucking sad of the amount of energy that you would have to put twice. Everyone just get ready for, like, the day that it happens because it's <laughs> yeah. coming. Guess what? I would sit there and go, wow, this is so interesting. No I feel clue. like everyone thinks that we remember all of our stories and every piece of dialogue we've ever said. But yeah. people have come up to us during live shows and be like, I love when you talked about this. And it's like. I did. Well, I did. But sometimes we get tweets where it's literally like, 
So we got one and I stared at it for like three minutes and I went. When people will be telling you something about. I'm never about- going to remember. Like a fact or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking Like somebody literally tweeted us, Alka-Seltzer tablets are carbonated. And I went. Right. It's like. What the fuck are you. Ta- what was I talking about? Well, people. Yeah. People will make comments. Like, obviously, there are people that are now listening. And so they're listening to it a year later. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so they. In their mind, it's brand new information, and so they'll they'll tweet at us like, and then they'll go, "Oh, it was in episode eighty-two," and I'm like, "That means literally nothing to it's me." Like, I don't know. I don't because know back then I was still going. This is episode forty-eight, and you were like, "No, it's not, Christine." <laughs> like, I don't even know. Well, people will still send me like um, milkshake facts. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like wait until like episode like fifteen, and you'll realize that's not a thing anymore. Oh, or- R.I.P. Milkshake Facts. I was going to bring up the whale sounds, but I really can't do it. I can't do it today. People will still tweet out and say, we love the whale song, the whale sounds. It's like, Em, do you have any fucking clue the uh, drama that has gone on this week about the whale sounds on Facebook? Not on Facebook, no. Somebody was like, this is the story of how Christine almost killed me. And I was like, great. Oh, I love and waking up to things like that. it evolved into comments on Facebook being like, either like, oh, I thought it was funny. You're like, I hated that episode. I almost didn't listen to the rest of the podcast because of that episode. And I was like, oh okay, my god, everybody needs to calm down because Eva, insert whale sounds here. No, <laughs> no! oh my god, don't do it. Um... Maybe do it. Well, don't do it. Uh, it was. It's still such a drama, and I'm like, it was so long ago. And I, sometimes I'm like, maybe it really sh- was almost half of this podcast ago. And I'm like, maybe I should delete. It. And then I'm like, I don't even remember the episode it came no, from. No, I don't know. And don't tell me episode. 52 i have no no idea anyway we are tangentially telling you that like if i did this don't get mad at me that i did it again it's been almost two years i don't remember what i said five minutes ago yo we know we know nothing so this is brand new information to me hopefully you can pretend it's brand new information to you if it's not if you know i can so um this is from and just get ready because i'm gonna mess up all of the words because i'm not from england well we'll hear about it in three years when someone hears this episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that was rude i'm sorry um i'm gonna call it gloucestershire it looks like i I know it's like gloucestershire well i know there's a gloucester in virginia so i know that that's called gloucester at least right. Glo- oh, so Gloucestershire it has the Shire. It's got in. the Shire. Yeah, I think that's right. No one says Shire, right? They say Shire. Gloucestershire, yeah. Okay, Gloucestershire. Um, and then it's near Gloucestershire in a town called what looks like Watson under Edge, but apparently the pronunciation is Wooten or Wooten. Oh. Um, what? Wooten? Or wait, Wooten, you said. It's pronounced the way it was described to me is it's pronounced W T apostrophe N. So Wooten? Wooten? Oh, Wooten. Sure. I'm not going to say the town ever again. I just wanted people to know where this is. WTN is not a pronunciation, by the way. Whatten. Look, then you complained to Google. That's exactly what I got when I looked up how to pronounce it. Whatten. So wait, how do you spell it? It looks like cotton with a W. Oh. Dash under dash under edge. What? So whatten. Probably. Whatten. Yeah. Okay. Whatten you doing? Now that we've figured that out, um, we'll never talk about it again. But that's where this place is Fantastic. And it's called the Ancient Ram Inn. Ooh. Have I talked about it before? No, hell does no. Does that mean anything to you? Okay. Does my word of you saying, <laughs> does my promise to you mean anything? Because we'll it out, should not. We'll find out Sunday afternoon in our emails. Um, uh, promptly all over the internet. So, uh... No, we, I don't think you've ever covered this. This is the... I'm surprised I haven't covered this because I actually, like, on all of the websites I looked at, this is, like, one of the most haunted places in England. Really? It, like, if not the most haunted. Nice. And so I'm surprised I haven't covered it. I'm kind of scared that, like, there's this whole arsenal of stories that apparently I'm not finding, but also... No, that's good. Really that's excited. Ex- yeah, that's great. Or this could just be, like, the the needle in the haystack that I haven't found, so... 
there well, this might be the only one but I, I'm, or you've done it before or I've done it before. <laughs> that would make the most sense so this is the oldest building in that area of what in what wouldn't <laughs> the thing we said we'd never say again right this is the oldest building in that town okay and fun fact it also holds the record for the oldest wooden window frame in britain oh finally i've been looking all over for that i've been I've been scouring the internet for that information jesus so um there's no real i'm gonna give you some backstory but like basically this is all fucked up oh great in the best ways. oh fantastic and the worst ways so it sits on um two ley lines like two lines that intersect when you look at the map and one of the lines that it runs directly through is stonehenge <gasps> so um it already in in the world of paranormal ley lines are where are basically tunnels that spiritual energy runs through so the fact that it's intersecting on a ley line one that is connected to stonehenge it's like already like bad news bears i'm tingling Ooh. i side note We're, that's the one i kept forgetting i was gonna add to the list of i already requests. know i already i saw it in your eyes okay because i was like that's the one i was like alexander there's something i was just talking to blaze about it like four days ago anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> okay sorry um stonehenge is one of the things i'm most fascinated with in this entire universe good like, to I, know i mean i don't even know that much about it i've just always wanted to go and learn more about it and i haven't yet but okay well if we ever do a uk tour we'll go I would wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Andrew, but not wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience. We actually don't have any plans. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But specifically to Andrew, get us there. Andrew, Andrew, there's great lighting at Stonehenge. It would be such a nice. Great lighting for our fucking audio recording. <laughs> <laughs> what a sell, Christine. Yeah, and listen, he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't really know what a po- what did we do. If we said that to our moms, though, they'd be like, oh, you're right. Oh, wow, yes. Lighting is important. You're very right. Okay, so it also happens to sit, ready, on the site of an ancient pagan burial ground. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, oh, hell yeah. It has been called the most haunted house in Great Britain. I am so excited. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. It was, and this already throws me for a loop because you know how I feel about how, like, if it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that things were created before the 1770s. <laughs> so, like, because as an American, I've just never experienced sure. that in this country. I mean, I was just at the Mayan ruins, so I feel, which were, like, 3,000 I don't even know what BC. to do with that information. Yeah. Like, I I can't, I don't understand It's hard it. to even comprehend. Like, the fact that there's a whole country where people walk around, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is from year one. And I'm like, what? Year what? one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what most things are in England, right? Year one. So, um, this building is from 18, nope. That was my American brain coming out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 1145. Yeah. Um, built in 1145. That is old as fuck. But the history of the site goes back to 3000 BC. Oh, I called it. Which was a pagan burial ground from 3000 BC. Holy shit. So woohoo. I'm amped for this. Let's go there too. And also I do want to say before I, I like to give credit where credit is due. And if at you give least, credit to Zach Baggins one more freaking time. Calm down. At least... 80% of this information is from a really good article from uh, a website called the Bohemian Blog. Ooh. Um, and I tried to find the person who wrote it because I wanted to give them credit, but I can say that the date is from July 6, 2015. Okay. But I couldn't find the name of who wrote it, but most of my information is from that article. Bohemian Blog. The Bohemian Blog. And cool. if you type in Ancient Ram in, you will probably get this. Sweet. Just in case that person's listening and is like, what the, how are you reading verbatim my article? That's, this is how. Okay. So it's supposedly from 3000 BC, the site of the property. Mm-hmm. 
And there's even a wooden post that is supposedly 7,000 years old. Oh, my God. Um, from when this place actually hosted regular rituals involving human sacrifice. Good. So you can just go up and fucking high five that if you want. I don't know how that's not in a museum. How do you just keep something that's 7,000 years old and the government lets you? I mean, that's like down in the in Belize, like stuff is just, I mean, it's in a park, but it's like there. Just wild to me. But I guess it's, you it's, can't really put it in a museum because it's right. made of heavy stones, but. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It's just weird to me, like, that something's even 7,000 years old. I feel like it just should be in a museum, but I'm also, I'm just going to stop talking. I haven't been to many museums, mm. so. You have been to many museums. Maybe they don't accept things 7,000 years old. I don't think Five figures or more. Quite how that works, but all right. So, uh, yeah, so the building here is from 1145, but there was another building that was on the site beforehand that was originally part of a medieval manor across the street from a church. So it used to be a medieval manor, and across the street was the Church of St. Mary's, and the Church of St. Mary's is still there, and when the medieval manor got knocked down, the new building of the ancient ram came in got it the earliest history of the site um is of the earliest history of the house that mm-hmm. is currently there is that it was used by priests although before that when it was a medieval manor the earliest history of the site is that it was used for housing for slaves who were building the church across the street oh. so they would stay there while they were building the church and the church was built in I don't even know how to say this as a year. 940. Wow. So, um, for... We're talking AD, right? Yeah. Okay. So, the, I mean, the original house must have been older than 940 for them to be living there when they built the church. Right, right, right. Um, the church then owned it, and local priests and even the local bishop lived there. And the building still has signs of a tunnel, which is Ooh. thought to link the end to the church. That's so fucking cool. And apparently it is possible to break through the wall and actually go check out the tunnel but the person who owns this place is just too afraid to even try oh come on guy is it a guy yeah come on come on man come on man so the building became a pub and an inn during the 19th century so we are fast tracking this time travel standard um so during the 19th century it became a pub and an inn and then it was sold in 1930 to become a brewery okay so far i'm like really about it Right, right. Lo- loving I mean, it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. By 1965, hauntings had been regularly reported, and the building began to slip into decline because people couldn't keep up with it. One, because it was so fucking old, and two, because the ghosts were too um, violent. Well, oh, okay. I was not expecting that. So, and three years later, in 1968, it was listed for demolition, but then Guy, that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. his name is John Humphreys. He's currently 86 and still owns the building. Um, and he bought it for 2,600 pounds. Oh, shit. And he, at the time, this was in 68, so, I mean, he was, what, like 50 years younger? And he brought his wife and three daughters. And the first night in the inn, John was grabbed by his ankle and yanked violently off his bed. And that was day one. Oh, my God. And he's still there. So, wow. Between the place, to this day, still having no running water. What? And the spirits, John's wife and kids left him because they didn't want to live in the house anymore, and he refused to leave. Wait, so this was a pub without running water? Yep, never had How? running water. I don't know. How is that even legal? I don't know. Jesus, okay. Um. So... Can I have a glass of water? No. Nope. Absolutely You not. can have a glass of beer. Yep. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it's it. It's a brewery. And then throw it away, because we don't wash dishes here, because we don't have water. <laughs> um. And so... Where was I? 
Oh, yeah. So his wife and kids left because they were desperate to move away because they were like, we want to bathe and we don't like ghosts. And he was like, too bad I'm staying. So I personally, it was never mentioned, but it sounds like he's like somehow attached to like, there's like a spiritual attachment Mm. on him that's keeping him from leaving. Right. Because I mean, his whole fucking family left and he still was like demanding that they stay. So he still lives there and his family left and he got divorced from his wife and his daughters for a while were estranged from him because they were, he refused to leave. Um, and his daughter Caroline has been interviewed and she remembers sleeping in the car outside because they were too afraid to enter the property oh, at night. Oh no. And so she basically said like at the time that we bought it, we were still trying to keep it as a bread and be- uh, bed and breakfast. A bread. <laughs> a bread and breakfast. Um, and so she... Originally, it was a and b while they were still living there. With no water. With no water. I can't handle this. Okay. And so she remembers sleeping in a car outside because she was too afraid to sleep on the property. But she said, it was normal for me to see guests of the B&B jumping out of windows and what? running out of the house in the middle of the night because they were so like scared. Like Juniper. Yeah. Holy. Basically Juniper. Maybe that's what's wrong in my house. He was the inspo for this story, actually. Maybe there's a ghost. Um. So John Humphreys, the guy that still owns it. He says, there are so many ghostly entities here, it's impossible to count. The former Bishop of Gloucester who lived there, or, oh, he just visited there. Is it Gloucestershire or Gloucester? I'm used to saying Gloucester. But is it spelled the same? Gloucester. I thought there was a Shire at the end. Um, I think it... Went away? Went away. Because, like, it <laughs> oh, was... Oh, well, then it's Gloucester. Now it's Gloucester. Yeah, maybe okay. Maybe the Shire of Gloucester. I don't know. I don't know the world of England. Okay. Um, but no, apparently he's the Bishop of Gloucester from Gloucestershire. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were just changing. No, no, no. Updating. I, the I was just changing it. Well, I thought it like, <laughs> upped- I don't know. No, the article that I was reading, he was just the Bishop of Gloucester at the time. I see. And the town of. I see. They're different. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got so it. the former Bishop of Gloucester, when he visited, he called it the most evil place I've ever had oh, the misfortune to visit. No. Um, they wouldn't even let me take a shower. (laughs) Can you, that is sin. It sounds pretty fucking evil to me. So John says that there have, uh, the ghosts have always been really active and they're always attacking him and they only go away when he's holding his Bible and praying or telling God to please make them go away. So he's that guy who wanders around his house alone with a Bible. Yeah. Great. I would just have one like duct taped onto me at that point. I would not live there at that point. (laughs) Um, I was going to say he just probably bathes in holy water, but there's no water. Um, <laughs> though, one he has the hardest praying away, no matter how hard he tries, is the succubus. <gasps> what? No. Yes. The creepy little thing. The creepy little thing all the way from like episode four. Yes. You get that reference? Maybe someone who's listening to episode four is. <laughs> Only real fans will get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> someone should give us a shirt with Robert the doll on it. Oh, no. The incubus. Yeah, it was the yeah, it was the incubus. Someone should put a picture of an incubus on a shirt and then no, have it titled not. The Creepy Little Thing. Part one. Yeah. Now we're at part two. Yeah. And then someone should give us a shirt with Robert the doll on it and the caption should be the human hair version. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me none of those things, please. Um, I don't want any of those things. So in case you are listening to this backwards and have never heard you're of very the word succubus or incubus. making a big mistake. Um, so they are the poltergeists that sexually assault people when they're sleeping. So truly a creepy little thing, but also way worse. Like, but just like fucking horrible. A, like a creepy little thing, but a scary big fucking but thing. But not... That you can't see. But not as cute sounding as it sounds. Right. That so, I made it sound. Um, so Succubus... Actually, 
Um, a succubus and an incubus are um, the same spirit. You know how, like, clownfish will change gender? Yeah. So but succubus are like clownfish. Oh. So they... They are a creepy little thing. I told they you. They are. They are a biological <laughs> myth. Um, clownfish are pretty creepy little things, too, if you ask me. They are. Um, so succubus, it's like, I think, Hebrew myth that um, succubus are actually the offspring from Adam's wife, Lilith. What? And so they actually sleep with men first as a succubus, sleeping human males, and then they draw out their seed, is the best way I can describe (gasps) that, (gasps) and then somehow hold on to the seed, and then change gender to become an incubus, and then in a sleeping woman, while the woman is asleep, they will what inject the seed into the woman so that way basically they are imp- the goal is to impregnate human women so that those women can give birth to supernatural beings but where's the supernatural if they're just taking it from one human and putting it in another I, human there must be some little so they don't actually some paranormal swirl happens i guess <laughs> i don't know but so a lot of women in and and men and people in general they've they wake up in the middle of the night and have like finger mark bruises on their thighs. That's usually a sign what that an incubus or a succubus M? is coming. This after is them. terrible. So this is like h- horrifying. Yes, like truly horrifying. I put in a fun fact though to to detain <sighs> okay. detain the the angst. Okay. All right. Um. So on his deathbed, Pope Sylvester II actually confessed to being with a succubus, like romantically, like intentionally and romantically. Sorry, what? Apparently, Pope Sylvester II was um, a member of the occult, and he was had a relationship with his succubus, and her name was M- Megan. No, Meg? but it's so, I don't know how to say it, but it's it's spelled like Mary Diana, Merit Meridiana, Meridiana. That sounds right. Uh, Mer- I don't know. Um, but she actually apparently by using the occult and sleeping truly with the devil, um, he it's what got him to become the pope. Very interesting drama. This Very sounds... Catholic drama. Eva's not here. Eva, write that down because <laughs> I want to make the next fucking TV show for... <laughs> it's like The Crown, but like way worse. Well, if I find enough information on that, I want to do like a spinoff of this episode and talk about Pope Sylvester's like relationship with his yes. succubus. Yes, we need to know a lot. So no matter what, there'll be an update. I hope it's long enough to do a whole episode. Thanks, priests, for making content. Thanks, priests and popes Providing at this point. contents for us. Um, thanks, so, popes. <laughs> thanks, popes. So all of that being said, a succubus is also in the home. And so um, from what I've gathered from interviews from John, it seems like the succubus is attacking him at once every other week. And he's been there since... 68 since 1968 every other week he's getting sexually assaulted in his sleep and he also no running water also like his whole family left him and he does not want to leave this place oh my god i just don't even understand. and then there were interviews of like why are you still here and he's like i'm used to it it's like that's so sad that like, is really sad that's really fucked that's up dark anyway prayers go out to him so moving on to the locations of the house Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, like, super, like, wrapped up in all of this. No, I mean, it's all horrible, so I'm trying to blaze through. Yep. Um, Hashtag blaze. Hashtag blaze. Um, (laughs) So let's let's try to do this, but if you're an original listener who's heard every episode, you know I'm not good at, like, top floor to bottom floor of a... (laughs) doing locations of a home. We love it, Em. Let's try starting at the attic. We love your weird Willy Wonka versions of... (laughs) 
how like floors go so floor three. Oh, and now we're at floor eight um oh wait did i tell you we skipped 11 floors <laughs> there's some sort of elevator there's also 11 floors between three and eight um so okay so we're gonna try the attic first Got in it. the attic there are so the story behind what happened in the attic is that in the 1500s the innkeeper's daughter was murdered here oh no and her name was possibly elizabeth based on what a medium has said mm-hmm and people report hearing sounds of something heavy being dragged across the floor, potentially her body. Oh. Um, because she was murdered by two people that were like just stopped in for the night. <gasps> That's horrible. And apparently she was found hanging from the rafters. <gasps> what the fuck? Other reports say that she was murdered and then hidden under the floor of the bar. I don't know which one's better. Neither. But, um, Neither? But they're there? all bad. But so... That one makes more sense with the people hearing dragging. dragging. Right, right, right. Fuck. Also, people sa- hear the sound of a dog panting. And when you go up there, if you're doing an investigation, camera gear malfunctions. And um, uh, one time a medium has been possessed up there. Oh, good. Yay. I, like, I, like the, I like the dog, though. That's... I like the dog. I just hope he's not like one of like the black dog escorts say, from hell i didn't get excited because i thought you were gonna tell me something terrible i mean it. i'm just assuming i feel like if you're in a haunted house and you hear a dog panting it's a not a good dog like just don't get too excited I unless guess. it's like your pet you know unless it's geo on an investigation with us unless it's geo from hell which is um, entirely possible <laughs> well which, hashtag scorpio which is um, true so sorry i thought i felt an itch on my forehead i didn't okay so next up is yeah, I fucked this up because we went from the attic to outside, so... Oh, uh, for God's sake. I didn't know you could go backwards from the attic, oh, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, somehow. The roof. <laughs> the top of the chimney. <laughs> so, um, the barn. So, in the barn, a medium has been possessed, and one guy has been thrown to the floor and beaten up by something that no one could see. So, like, he came back up and, like, he had, like, bruises and oh cuts all God. around. Oh, my God. John in the barn has seen orbs and lights out there. He's been held against a wall while hearing window curtains being torn in half. Oh. There's also an old well there that was actually found under the floorboards of the barn. Gross. And when they went to look inside of the well, of course, they found several murdered bodies. What? Like, Um, for real? Like, bodies dumped there. Because remember, this is like hundreds of thousands of years of a pagan rituals for human sacrifices oh sure that is terrifying well yeah. i mean wells in general creep me out yeah for sure my dad had a well on his property i don't know what the fuck happened to it maybe it freaked him out too but i remember seeing it and being like oh that's a place i'll now never go yeah. on this property oh forget it. it um mm-mm-mm. so speaking of the well the well is one of the main reasons for uh, a lot of the ghosts when john initially moved in and uh, it actually stopped when he placed a giant cross over the well. Oh, my. So the well now no longer causes problems. Oh, that's good. So uh, that is no longer an issue. But uh, one of the bigger rooms to be worried about there is called the witch's room. Because... Really? In... It sounds really pleasant. Doesn't it? Yeah. So in the 16th century, a woman lived there. And she was believed to be a witch. And she was caught and burnt at the stake. Oh, for God's sake. Along with her cat. <gasps> no. Because they thought the cat was her familiar. What is wrong with people? So if you stay in her room, you will wake up to seeing her sit on the foot of your bed. Her face shows up in pictures. like, oh. And in the windows, people have taken pictures of her face. And she looks like she's wearing a fucking purge mask. Oh. It's super creepy. Holy crap. That's horrible. 
and there are pictures where like the face like turns and looks in different directions so it's not like something's hanging or you like notice it in a weird direction it's like it moves around and floats around in the room things strung up in pictures really fucking freaks me out yeah especially when you can't see it (sighs) um like without the right right right. um there (laughs) are oh i see hold on stand still (laughs) let me get a photo Um, also, she has been known to, um, do the three claw scratch mark on people's bodies. Oh, God. So, originally, he was asked, like, oh, is the witch, like, maybe she was burnt at the stake because they thought she was a witch, but is she at least, like, really nice? Like, is she, like, a good spirit? And he literally was like, no, she's horrible. Oh, my God. I mean, if someone burned me at a stake, you better believe I'd be fucking pissed off, too. Right. So, she actually physically attacks people. Oh, no. Um, and if you try to mock her or make fun of her or anything like that, then she will scratch you. Um, the next is the kitchen, which is a doozy. So in the kitchen, there is an ancient grave that was found in the middle of the floor back in 1997. Uh, In the kitchen. In the middle of the floor, which by the way, has remained unearthed. So there there is currently an open grave for viewing in the kitchen. So So imagine like, like, oh, I got to go get some milk. Let me step over the thousand year old (laughs) pagan burial ground. Oh my fucking God. Um, I was going to say cr- cook your craft Mac and cheese. You can't even cook. What There's if, no water. Also, do you get... <laughs> Sorry. I'm... I forgot about that, too. But my thought was, like, what if you're, like, eating and you accidentally, like, drop food on the ground, but you drop it in That's what I was thinking. unearthed grave? Like, you spill the milk in it? It's like, do you get... Do you get... Are they mad at you because you were just trying to eat mac and cheese? I mean, they're probably not thrilled, but also... Maybe, s- what if you drop, like, brownie batter in there every now and then? Like, something they might that, like. Some wine, I'll just pour it in there. Yeah, be like, you want this, too. It's okay. Or is that desecrating a grave? You know, I'm sure there's a fine line. And it's probably don't touch the grave. Maybe no if what. we found, like, Walt's grave, if we poured gin in there, he'd be having a blast. But maybe we don't pour it and we just kind of place a bottle. Mm, or I see. do you pour it? Because then it's just dirty gin. Well, here's the question. If you die first, do you want me to leave a bottle yeah, unopened next to you? Or do you want me to pour it all over you? Definitely what I'm thinking now. I'm wondering. I, mean, I would... Maybe both. Let's okay. play it safe. We'll just do both. Just a lot. Just <laughs> everywhere. Okay, I'll just give you a kiddie pool of wine, and you let me know if there's a if I hear a splash, I'll know you're having a good time. I'll scratch you with three claw marks. Okay. Um, moving on. I mean, also if you we're not moving on. Yet. Okay. <laughs> also, if you spill like milk in there, I mean, it's gonna go bad and smell so bad. Right. You can't right. clean it up. We're gonna climb in there and start lysoling it. Yeah, well, I, my concern is, like, yeah, food started rotting in there. Like, hopefully, mm. like, do you bend down with your hands and pick it up? And be or like, do you leave it hmm, and then let it rot? Is this rotting, some rotting banana bread, or is this a corpse? I can't tell. Is fucking Megan in the kitchen? Yeah, she's just, like, tripping everybody. <laughs> Chef Megan, just uh, hanging out in an unmarked grave. It's like she can't even stop hovering while I'm trying to cook. <laughs> so, um, okay, yeah, so there's an ancient grave found in the middle of the floor in 1997 when a research team from Bristol University and a team of ghost uh, paranormal investigators. I was going to say ghost hunters. Do you think the research team was just, like, fucking pissed that they had these? Oh, I... They're trying to do, like, their PhD work, and there's, like, ghost hunters. <laughs> Everyone's like, I got a spike. I got a cold spot. I, yeah. Everyone... <laughs> God. Let me scream at the ghost for a minute. Well, so they <laughs> broke into a section of the concrete floor because, allegedly, on an original blueprint map... Blueprint map? Is that what you would say? A blueprint. Okay. Um... They found an alleged basement or sealed off cellar. This sounds like haunting of Hill House. You still haven't seen it, have you? Oh my god. You should watch it. Okay. I, mean, I guess it's a little out of the zeitgeist now, but before... Next Halloween. Okay. Um, but so they broke into a section of the concrete floor to see if there actually was a sealed off cellar there, 
and they instead found the beginnings of a grave. Holy shit. And they found bone fragments and skulls of a woman and a child. <gasps> Next to them were pieces of iron that were later analyzed, and um, they were old iron dagger shards <gasps> with blood on it. Oh, fuck. So the woman and child were either human sacrifices buried with the murder weapon, Holy. or just murdered in general and buried with the murder weapon. Or Holy shit! Or it also could have been a uh, murder-suicide from the woman killing her child and then herself. Oh, my so murder was involved in at some capacity death was involved at Holy some point shit and also keep in mind like these skeletons are like i don't know a thousand years old like because like the way that the dagger and like the the dagger was literally in charge it was so old that it was just falling apart holy crap well can you imagine being that like um that team from bristol and they're like just oh, trying we're to get their PhD, investigate, and, and then, then there's like, a skull. But do you know how exciting that must be to be like, oh, well, the blueprint says, and then it's like an actual. It's like, it sounds like a movie, like I know. national it sounds treasure. Like, like yeah, I was gonna say it's like a like a fucked up treasure map. It's that must it's be like here's so a cellar. Oh wait, it's a skull. Fascinating though, especially something so old to find that under the floorboards. Like I that. mean, your research was kind of right. Like yeah. there's something there. Yeah. Like there was a, fa- but the weird part Did too is like a blueprint of where the grave was. Like, but also was there like a false floor built on top of the skulls yeah. by a stranger who let the skulls who sit was there? Like, I know there's a quote unquote basement here. Let me throw some floorboards down and then like cryptically leave a blueprint somewhere. But I don't know. But I'm gonna draw it onto the blueprint just in case. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, so the hole is actually still open, and there's a shovel in it. Not for people to dig, but I think, like, more for, like, set deck. Like, to, like... Oh, to be like, look what we unearthed. Right, right, right. And so, um, it's still... You can look into the ground. There's a broken slab of concrete, and in it, you can see dirt. And I I have to imagine they took the fragments away. But there's stuff... The body? Yeah. But I imagine, like... Oh, but the hole's still there. I think the dagger is still there, though. Oh. I'm not really sure. I It looked like... When Maybe I saw pictures, it looked like there was shit on the ground. They could have the put, dirt. like, reenact, like, um... Reenactment stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, so, paranormal investigators who also excavated at the same time, I guess, were not being respectful enough, and they ended up getting in a car crash on the way home. Huh? Oh, paranormal investigators were not being respectful enough. Shocker. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so when John was giving a tour to people of the kitchen, um, he made sure to tell them, cause he also did tours for a while. He would make sure to tell them that's where they found the little children's bones. Oh my God. And then he just pours his cereal for breakfast. Apparently. I thought you meant into the hole. I was like, so he does do that. <laughs> okay. Answers my question. <laughs> no, it's still a mystery. Um, and so, yeah, so. A thousand-year-old skeletons have been dug up on the property. That is crazy. Children's bodies were found buried under the barn. Wait, more children? Yeah, so I'm just listing other bodies. Oh, my God. So beyond the kitchen. Um, a thousand-year-old skeletons have been dug up on the property, including children's bodies that were found buried under the barn. And during restoration, they took out one of the walls and found tens of bodies inside. Oh, my God. In the walls? Yep. This is... How like, have I never heard of this no, before? No, I know. It's like nightmare fuel. Maybe like episode 200 we'll get like another wild, a like, wild one like shocker. this. So the last room is called the bishop's room because that's where the bishop stayed when he lived there. Oh, right. Remember it when like used for priests first. Priests yeah, okay. and a bishop lived there. Yeah. So the bishop stayed there and this is considered the most haunted room. So this is the most haunted room in the most haunted building of England. Fantastic. Oh, Great Britain. I'm sorry. And so... um this is the room where when people were staying when it was an Airbnb, not Airbnb. 
Hello. Just a B&B. Andrew. A land B&B. Andrew, <laughs> when we're going to Stonehenge to perform, we need to stay in this place. It's an Airbnb. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Holy. Oh, wait. That's my millennialism talking. We got to bring some water to shower with. Right. Yeah, right. That is. Woof. Okay. So B&B. when it was a land B&B. Just beyond. Did you say a land B&B? Yeah. Instead of an air, is that the yeah. joke? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake! Did, did it did it land? Get it? Land? <laughs> Look, I'm having a blast in my head. Oh, oh the wine went away into your lap. Are you the okay? Wine. There it is. That's me drinking in response to your joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, someone tweeted me like, I don't think they tagged you, but they were like. It makes me sad every time you say a joke and M just kind of like rolls their eyes and doesn't laugh. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I do that to M way more than M does that to me. I'm pretty sure both of us have gone, oh, did, did you hear me? And you're like, yep, I just carried on with my life. Like, please don't ask again. <laughs> like, please don't make me roll my eyes again. I heard it you. hurt the first time. And <laughs> they were rolled so far in the back of my head. People thought I had just white eyes. I'm really exhausted from the effort. So, um, yes. Yeah, so when it was a, bre- a bet... When it was an inn. Eva, are you having fun? <laughs> Eva definitely just paused all of this to go get wine. Eva's like, I need five drinks. <laughs> um, back when it was a bed and breakfast, the bishop's room was the most haunted part of the building where people were pretty much always guaranteed to run out screaming in the middle of the night. And this is also the room of the incubus. So I think that's, or succubus, sorry. I think that's like poor management when you know there's a succubus in a room and you're like oh stay here f- and give me your money too. absolutely but only unless it, it it is like one of those places where people go to be scared to right. get haunting yes a zach baggins disneyland Tr- correct that a baggins land please nobody 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 <laughs> get anything into your don't don't bagel bites land don't do it and stop giving i it- loved old dino pizza rolls drinking your wine now no i just stopped breathing for a minute okay <laughs> everybody stop don't let M get into your head oh i got in trouble on twitter because apparently i pronounced tostino wrong it's tote no it's not tostinos that i know it's because you're saying uh what are the chips the tortilla chips oh yeah tostino chips no 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 i don't know what it is to tostitos 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 chips and totino's pizza rolls. yeah i just yeah. combine them those would be good, though, combined. Can you imagine a little crunch to a to a pizza roll? Yeah, I'm doing Ooh. that on purpose. Back off. Okay. <laughs> trademark. I can't get through this fucking sentence. Trademark, so, trademark, trademark. Um, the room... Okay. <clears throat> so in the bishop's room, also, this is where John found, of course, items hidden within the sealed chimney. You did mention the chimney, and I was like, I wonder if that's going to come back. Oh, but it did. Oh, like a boomerang. So... It Don't things... just say that and then immediately keep talking. Okay. Let me make you feel bad about it first. Please. <laughs> it's what I'm here for week after week. Um, so the chimney had been sealed off for over 200 years. And he was, he didn't give a reason, but he was just like moving stones. He like, he saw the chimney and I guess he just was like, in my mind, I would be wondering if there was like a secret passageway and like pushing on a book or pulling on a book to see if it like started something. But, like, I can't think of any other reason why he would just be, like, grabbing stone after stone in the chimney and oh. seeing if they moved. Oh, he was, like, pulling the stones out, you're saying? Yeah, but, like, oh. only specific ones. He was just pulling ones that, oh, like... or there could be something hidden behind them. Well, I think he... I assume between, like, the secret passageway bookcase and, like, seeing if there was, like, something hidden behind the chimney, 
I can't think of another reason why he was just like bored one day and started trying to touch all the rocks. But one um, of them ended up being loose. Dementia? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know. Like, what could possibly possess? I don't know. And well, lo and behold, there was a loose stone and he pulled it out and he found what looked like. Oh, so he literally found. He literally. Oh my God. He okay. was right. Wow. Like, I mean, we could call him nuts, but also he proved his own point. So no, truly he, they found a block of wood that was cut a very weird way. And they found a horseshoe that was sized down and nailed down to fit a cloven goat hoof. Oh, ew. So it's a goat shoe. Oh, no. Um, he also found a goat a, shoe. He also found a sheet with tears in it with stab marks, and he assumes this was used during rituals. A sheet? Like a sheet Like of... a bed sheet. Oh, 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 With oh, oh. tears in it from, like, Holy... someone stabbing through it. What the fuck? So, and also he has that sheet currently in the room in case Come people on. ever do want to stay there, and there's a sign next to it that says... Used by evil devil worshippers. Not the good devil worshippers, just the evil ones. Right, right, right. So, Lord, this is wild. People who choose... No one's allowed to sleep in that room anymore, obviously. But for a while when he was having investigators, like, if they wanted to spend the night in that room, ten people have had to be exercised after staying in that room. Oh, my God. So, reports in this room, and um, just... It's a, it's a list, so I'm just going to go one by one. But in the bishop's room alone, there have been reports of someone climbing into bed and pinning you down. <laughs> Hashtag succubus. Seriously. Um, furniture flying. A medium was thrown from the room down the hall. Dogs have attacked their owners. Why are you bringing your fucking <gasps> no, dog, by the way? don't tra- traumatize your dog. People have seen monks. They uh, have oh. seen um, a ghost on horseback ride through the wall. Someone has seen a cavalier hiding by the dressing table and then walking across the room. They have to seen see someone hiding in your room. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, you're no. right. I mean, because even in real, you even think in, it was no, real. If it's true crime or paranormal, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. Um, people have also seen a woman hanging from the beams. <gasps> people have seen a shepherd with his dog. Okay. People have seen, um, oh, and people have heard screams from one of the people who have died in this room and he died by his head being forced into the fireplace. What the fuck? And someone burned his head off and left the rest of his body in the room. Which I didn't even know was a possible way to die. No. Never even entered Don't my head. love that I know it. So the other instances um, that people have had in this house in general, not just in the bishop's room, include pictures falling off the walls, objects moving, visions of a little girl wandering the hallways. Oh, dear. The sounds of children crying um, because they were sacrificed. Although, although the children crying was, um, only in one bedroom and then they filled it with toys and they haven't heard crying since. So, yeah. So at least those, those are happy. It's just such a sad thought that they could just be stuck. I know. You know? I know. And several of them. I wonder if they can see each other. I do too. That was definitely my next question. Yeah. Um, other instances include people being held in the air, hovering, and then being thrown across the room. Mm-hmm. A little girl was thrown from bed across the room. Mm. A dark shadow will walk from one end of the room to the other. Mm-mm. The grandfather clock in the house has a human uh, has a human face appears in it. Um, if you look at it long enough, a human face will appear in the clock. And it's grandfather. Hello! And, <laughs> and it's grandpapa! <gasps> grandpapa is um, in the clock again! Some uh, people have seen a figure on horseback come out of the wall, like I said. Some people have been thrown downstairs on multiple occasions when they come back to visit. 
Um, people Stop have... Stop coming back to visit, <laughs> dummy. People have seen a ghost rise out of the floor. Um, the sounds of babies crying on the roof. And a seven-foot shadow will run from the barn wall out of the door. A seven? Can you imagine? A seven-foot shadow? That's like running Slenderman status. In 1999, an investigative team actually caught extreme cold spots, dancing lights around them that looked like fireflies, a picture of a hooded figure hiding behind the table. Nope. And then they actually also caught this picture of mist on stairs, which I will show you, and I will send Eva... But this is actually, a, according to this story, uh, this is apparently like a very famous case. This house is a very famous case in general in England, but this is also a very famous picture of really? the house. So this is, this was caught in 1999. Okay. Oh, oh shit. It's like a full, so white you can't see through it mist oh, in yeah, the it center covered. of the entire picture. It goes the full length of the photo. I love the Malibu rum on the ledge too. <laughs> Someone knows at a party. Like on the stairs. Like Truly. Of everything. Of you never know. You could be going downstairs and think, hmm. It's five o'clock now. This is a lot of you work. You never know when five is going to strike. And also like, you know, your thighs are burning all those stairs. Just need a little, <laughs> little pick me up. So um, that picture is probably the most famous of the case. That is creepy. One thing that John has said uh, whenever people ask is like, how, why do they attack you? Or why do they attack people who come to visit? And it's because, according to John, they don't like to be mocked. So, Zach Bagelbites enters from stage right. Dun, dun, dun! And this is my cue for Zach attacks. He says, someone doesn't want me here? Well, hello! (laughs) Jesus. In that case, why doesn't he walk into your, like, your house every day? Listen, that's why I have a fucking alarm ring doorbell. So... We're going to do this in a four-step process. Why doesn't he come into my house? Um, (laughs) Because he already blocked you on Twitter. He's not... He blocked you from his GPS as well. Cue sad music. So, um, during the walkthrough, equipment started malfunctioning and people got pressure migraines. And also, this was kind of wonky because this... I don't think he planned it with John, but they got John on tape with something trying to, like, float through John. Ew. And John looked fucked up. Like, he looked... And then Zach was like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, this happens all the time. I'm Who the used hell to this. John? Oh, the guy from, I the thought guy, it was a. Yeah. So they sorry. interviewed, this was during the walkthrough. So they were talking to John I who see. lives there. I thought John was like another Zach Bagel no, no, no. Bites person. So they were going, they were doing a walkthrough with John. And at one point John like freezes and his like fists clench into like, oh. and like he like can't move and he looks like he's kind of having a heart attack. And he was like, I can feel something going through me right now. See, kept... it's even creepier to see, like, the owner of the house go through something. Yeah. It's not just, like, a cast member playing along. Right. Yeah. It's not like it's a plant or anything. Like, yeah. this guy, like, is really, like, feeling these things. Yeah. But, yeah, so that happened. He kept trying to say, like, who are you? Like, he was trying to, like, talk to this thing. He's like, which one is it again? Right. <laughs> right. Who's here today? But, yeah, so he, I guess because they don't like being mocked or talked about, and he's literally has a camera crew, like, coming to his house, and he's talking about them in the house. They, and like... Zach is probably screaming, like, oh, throw something in my face. So, they attacked John, basically. Poor John. <laughs> um, then, they decided, since it was so dark and horrible, they decided to have a witch come in. Oh, come on. And they had a wit- the witch open up a circle. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. So, when... So, my... I'm gonna butcher it, but I'm used to my, like, stepmom always opening circles, and... Then safely closing them, but it's a way where, like, if you are to talk to a spirit or be, like, if she, like, does a spell or something like that, or I think she also does it during, like, her religious holidays and stuff like that, 
but you create a circle of like you put something that represents the cardinal directions all around you and then you open up a it's basically a safe space where you're protected while you're doing things that are spiritually pretty significant sure so like if my stepmom wanted to like do like a spell of like you know to have to give someone like a really positive day or like to try and like i don't know like to wish themselves a good year or mm-hmm. to help somebody because that's which has a bad connotation but right good witch so if she wanted to do some sort of ceremony um she would put herself in a circle so that nothing could hurt her while she was right playing oh, okay. with some mysterious so things. it's like a protection a protection spell. okay got it and then um and then you have to close it properly to make sure that you also aren't bringing anything in by accident got it um so this witch opened up a circle but basically opened up a circle to um to be able to talk to the spirits and then she taught zach and the crew not taught them but told them what to do because she didn't even want to be involved with the house she taught them how to open a circle and then do like the worst thing on earth but to open a circle and make yourself vulnerable to the spiritual world and then offer themselves as a gift oh my god and this was the part where she was like i don't fucking support this but like i'll show you how to do it you can do it but i'm gonna be over here and i don't want anything to do with it and so she walked them through it oh my god and she has zach offer himself as a gift to open himself up to attachment and then the second he recites the words he's supposed to you can actually hear not just through evp but on the show you can hear a growl come through the altar that everyone heard and reacted to at the same time. Including the witch being like, what the fuck was that? So then you hear another growl and then you, you can hear scratching on the tape. And then Aaron obviously gets a migraine because when doesn't he? <laughs> so then 10 o'clock at night, the witch is gone. She was like, I came here for my one. Thank you. My one part and I'm gone. And then she very much said, like, I feel bad for you guys. If you're going to do this, like, you should not do this. Please don't put yourself in danger. But they they love that. I know. They, like, want somebody to tell them that. So, 10 o'clock comes around. Zach is laying down in John's bed because that's where a lot of activity happens. And he hears something by the camera moving around. He also decides to stand in the pagan burial ground open grave. And he begins to dig around with the shovel. Oh, my. How did I not see this coming? It's never... So, it has... Because it is open, it's, like, very shallow, though. Like, you can... Like, if you were to fall on it by accident, you wouldn't, like, fall or plummet. Right, it's right. like just can, like, like, step into it. Yeah, probably. like, they, like, they broke concrete, and that's what's underneath it. Got it. But it's never been dug further down, and only a little bit has ever been, like, scratched, and they just found two fucking skulls. So he was like, I'm gonna not find out what else is under there. So... Oh, okay. For all we... Like, John said oh, that. Oh, I thought you meant Zach said that. I was like, wow, that was... <laughs> wow, rational. Uncharacteristic of him. No, so John was like, I don't want to know what else is under there if we barely broke ground and got two fucking bodies and a murder wo- a murder weapon. Mm-hmm. And so he's never dug any further than that. And Zach, just to piss them off, decides to take the shovel and pretend he's going to start digging. And keep in mind, this is like a 5,000-year-old pagan burial ground. Sure, yeah. And so he's digging and standing in it, and then you get EVPs of knocking, temperature drops, a female EVP saying, I don't like you, which everyone hears in real time. Wow. Um, And then at 2 a.m., the doors slam downstairs, which is confirmed confirmed by the cameras downstairs because they heard it from upstairs and was like what was that sound and then they watched the feed later and the doors are slamming also zach trying to uh provoke the ghosts as he does he says and i quote 
we're from America. Don't you want us to go back to the U.S. and say, yeah, these ghosts are fucking insane at the ancient Ram Inn. And then that causes a huge loud banging on the wall behind them. Oh, my. And then they find an altar um, in, I think it was the kitchen, and there was a and a shadow figure runs by Amra's, Aaron's camera screen. Oh, my. At 3.30 in the morning, Zach shows that he's holding items belonging to the ghost, and a growl comes from outside the room. Zach hears the EVP, hears a voice, which EVP confirms, of something saying, it's coming. Oh, good. And then they all lay in the, I think, the witch's bed. And an EVP threatens Aaron and Zach, which they hear in real time. And then they leave Aaron downstairs to see if he gets thrown by the succubus. <laughs> and a, uh, sorry, there's a helicopter. It's Christine's ride. Hey, hold on, my friend's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they leave Aaron downstairs to see if, if, to see if he gets thrown by the succubus. And a female EVP uh, is caught saying, where are you? And don't tempt me. What? That is creepy as hell, dude. Yeah, super where creepy. Where are you? And Zach and Nick talk to um, the kids that, like, maybe have gotten buried there, who have definitely gotten buried there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I threw myself off by Zach and Nick talk to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those kids. You know the ones. Um, so they talk to the kids who died there, and there's an EVP of a, a man saying, get out of here. Oh. And, like, please leave our children alone, Zach? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, um, then there are sounds upstairs, like someone's being dragged, and... Zach begins asking, did you kill all of these kids? And then there's an EVP of a woman definitely laughing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, oh, my fucking God. Sorry. I just looked in the mirror and I saw two eyes. And then I realized it's the reflection of that skull in the bowling ball. <laughs> like in the mirror behind your shoulder. Oh, my God. Two eyes looking at me. So Nick is by himself. And actually, this one pretty this one freaked me out a little bit because the EVP, usually it's something like really quick that you can't pick up on. Okay. But this was constant. Like it was like, you know how on the screen it'll show like what you're supposed to be seeing or what you're supposed to be hearing. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah. It'll say like knocking and while it's knocking. So right. you know what to hear. It like it was the editor must have had a field day that day because it was like knocking thumb, knocking thumb, scream, disembodied voice. And like, and you mean by field day, they must've been like, fuck this job. <laughs> right. Right. There's right. so much. The anti field day. <laughs> and so, um, but Nick yeah, is I by himself you. and hears footsteps, knocking, breathing, female voices, and it's nonstop activity. And you can hear all of it. And it's very creepy. Oh, um, and so then you can hear, it's not just like on the thing. Yeah. You can hear okay, it. Okay. Okay. And then someone throws something at him. Oh, good. Um, meanwhile at Aaron, at Nick. Oh, at Nick. I Me never... They get them confused every time. Well, you're not going to get confused by who fucking said this. Uh-oh. So, Zach is in the uh, room... In the bedroom by himself, where apparently the succubus attacks. And he says, and I quote, I'm going to leave my EMF between my legs because that's where I hear the incubus likes it best. <laughs> oh, Emma! What the fuck? And then the future ghost of Christine appears because 20 minutes after they left, the camera picks up an EVP in an empty room of a woman mocking Zach by saying, I'm special. I'm special. Shut the fuck up. It, the show, I knew I astral projected to a UK bed and breakfast a few weeks ago. The show ends with Zach saying that he woke up the next day from a dream of a lady that looked like a witch with long fingernails waving her hand around his face. And he woke up bleeding with three scratches on his neck. I thought I was going to say groin. I was like, ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, And anyway, oh that is the story of the ancient God. Ram That got, that escalated Featuring real quick. Zach Bigglebites. So did, is it called the Ram Inn because they found that cloven... Hoof oh, I don't shoe? know. 
I don't know. Because he said it was like a goat yeah, like a shoe. Go- yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I know it's called the Ancient Ram Inn, and it's been around since the 1100s, but there was probably rituals before that. Okay. So I don't know if they... I feel like they would have called it the Ancient Goat Inn, right? Maybe. I don't know. Well, yesterday there was a question at Trivia that was like, what is the symbol for Capricorn? And I said, a, a ram. ram. And Alexander said, it's a goat. And I said, it's a ram. And then they oh. accepted ram slash goat. And I think it's... Oh, so very, maybe it's the same. I think they're pretty interchangeable. And don't tell me they're different animals. They, I know, I get it, but I'm saying I think a lot of times people interchange the... Got it. Okay. Good to know. I'm not sure, though, but um, that's my only reference point. I mean, I'm glad Trivia Night almost saved you in a ghost trivia tonight. Ghost trivia is what... I was going to say it's what we do, but it's not really, because usually we're like not really <laughs> sure what's going on. We don't really Never. pretend to know that our trivia facts are... Uh, we give fun facts. That's about the limit. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. You ready? I think I sure am. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. So this is one that's been actually requested quite a bit. Ooh. Um, and it is uh, a doozy. Oh, my. This is the story of the 1991 Austin, Texas yogurt shop murders. What? Do you, you don't know about this one? No, but I have seen... I do believe you when you say that it's been requested a lot because even I've seen those requests. Right, because it's a so very it's memorable be... like, term. Right. Yeah, yogurt. So it's the yogurt shop murders. Okay. Um, it took place in a store, a restaurant, a storefront. I don't know what you want to call it. Called, I can't believe it's yogurt. Hmm. Which is a little bit of a ripoff, but okay. A, 
Of what? I can't believe oh. it's not butter. That's what I thought, but I think it was like, I mean, it was founded in the 70s, so I don't know how, which one came first. Um, Chicken or the egg, yogurt or, can't believe it's not butter. Or margarine. <laughs> Froyo or margarine, that's the endless quandary we live with every day. <laughs> Hold on, give me a moment, sorry. Elevator music, nope. I guess we don't need elevator music for that. Okay, introduced 81, so they're not the ripoff, they're the OG. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Good to know. I can't believe it's yogurt was the OG. All right. Uh, it is abbreviated as ICBIY, which is not the most catchy abbreviation in my mind. No. Um, but I did look them up. There's still a franchise, still in existence. A couple spe- spelling errors on their website, but otherwise <laughs> they're still around. And Good to know. Unfortunately, when I Googled it the the link to their website came up and then second was the link to the yogurt shop murder so oh no pr people are not Not on top of it having a good time um so i also didn't realize when i started these notes that this occurred this week oh uh, how many years ago now Um, 27 right 91 sure yeah that sounds right wow 27 years ago this week um so it was december 6th uh, this week as we record um, okay, so let's get into it. Shortly before midnight, Friday, December 6, 1991, a rookie Austin police officer named Troy Gay was on patrol when he noticed a fire coming from the I Can't Believe It's Yogurt storefront oh boy. on West Anderson Lane. Dozens of fire... So he called in. He called the, the flames in. Dozens of firefighters and police responded. It was a two-alarm blaze. <laughs> a blaze. Uh, and one of the people who came by to investigate was named sergeant john jones uh who was with the homicide unit he was out that night riding with a local news crew working on a feature about homicide in texas when he got the call so the cameras were rolling as they pulled up to this uh storefront to see what was going on that's too serendipitous yeah it's pretty wild so the footage was actually played later in court in 2001 it showed a chaotic scene of public safety officials tramping in and out of the store, like trying to, like the firefighters, you know, um, putting out the blaze. And shortly thereafter, firefighters who had put the blaze out went in and were shocked and horrified to discover the bodies of four girls with three stacked on top one of, an, of one another. Oh, no. All were, so the bodies themselves were uh, burnt and mutilated so badly that they were, they said at first they couldn't even tell the gender, the race, the age, but oh. um, but when they were able to investigate a little closer, all of the bodies were found undressed, but bound and gagged with their own clothes and terribly burned from the fire. Each victim had been shot in the head, uh, thus leading police to determine that they had died before the fire was started. Mm. So the lead investigator uh, later described the scene saying, for a long time, I shut out what I saw, just wholesale carnage. We knew immediately that they were kids. So it was soon determined that the bodies belonged to four local girls, Amy Ayers, age 13, Sarah Harbison, age 15, Jennifer Harbison, her older sister, age 17, and Eliza Thomas, age 17. So they're all children. All teenagers, yep. Oh my god. So these girls, um, they were future Farmers of America, FFA. They loved animals, country music. They were sweet, fun, happy girls, like just very down to earth. Yeah. well you know well innocent 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 well liked um in town and the two youngest that night were hanging out at the neighborhood mall which is where this shop was and by 10 p.m they'd either walked or been driven a few blocks down 
uh, in actually, you know what? Sorry, I don't think the shop was in the mall, but they were at the mall, and then they had either walked or been driven a few blocks down to the I can't believe it's yogurt shop, mm-hmm. uh, which was located at a strip mall to meet up with the one girl's older sister who worked there. Mm-hmm. So the the older girl worked there, and then her little sister and her friend came by to see her. And the older sister who worked there really liked it there and liked her job there because her other friend also worked there. So it was the two oh, older okay. girls. They were 17. They worked together. Then the one's younger sister came by with her friend to right. stop by. And they had actually been seen there around 10 p.m., and they were planning a sleepover for that night. So that's why they were all meeting up. And uh, after the bodies were discovered, they quickly became known as the Yogurt Shop Girls. And the crime was so outrageous and, like, so brutal yeah. that um, the autopsy, victims' autopsy reports were sealed, which is something that is extremely rare in that area, that they wouldn't release the autopsy report publicly. Yeah. And one of the things that the autopsy apparently showed was that the youngest, Amy Ayers, um, who was 13, was uh, sexually assaulted. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they... I think as far as I know, they weren't sure if it was just her or the others or if the bodies were too mute, like too burnt to tell. But they said at, at least the wording was at, at least one of them, which was the 13 year old had been sexually assaulted. And unfortunately, the line that it says here is that was probably no surprise to investigators since an ice cream scoop had been found between the legs of one of their bodies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So they were it was used as a something or they just did it to be just to be horrible yeah something like that that seemed to be like sexually motivated um so what supposedly really hampered the investigation from the start was that the firefighters were called first um you know so they had obviously come in and they had rushed the scene and they were i mean they were doing their job but they were trying to like see what was going on see who was in the building if anyone needed to be rescued yeah but doing so had washed away a lot of the evidence with fire hoses and had also trampled through with many, many people. So a lot of the evidence had either been washed away or been tainted right. by people walking through. And again, it was 91. So it wasn't, it was a while ago, basically. So the, the standards for getting evidence and stuff right. have only improved since then. Um, being early nineties slash just out of the eighties, uh, the cops immediately went after Satanists Okay. Um, thinking that that had to be the, obviously that's the only answer <laughs> the only type of person um you know watch your local news in the 80s <laughs> um and they also actually went after they looked for satanists and serial killers and one of those serial killers was named kenneth mcduff and he was actually active in the area at the time really yeah so uh, he was a known serial killer and he had a history of multiple multiple murders involving teenagers so he was like obviously a first bet um he flat out said had i done it i would tell you because i'd be proud of it oh my god and he was actually uh executed on november 17th 1998 for his other crimes and on the day of his execution he confessed to the murder of the four girls uh but the confession was debunked and theorized to be only an effort to gain a stay of gay to gain a stay of execution so they thought because he hadn't admitted to it and then when he was actually sentenced to be executed he like threw out the confession and they think right. it was just an attempt to kind of delay the execution which did not work um and was proven to be false so basically at this point they're just reaching one dead end after another 
Um, at one point during the investigation, they had 342 suspects, which, uh, wow, for a case like that was just out of control. And like, yeah. it was just out of control. Got it. It was bananas. Yeah, 342 suspects um, that they were trying to go after. And also, like, in Austin at this point, this was so rare that something so crazy and violent and brutal had even happened. So they right. were pretty new. The local police were pretty new to handling a case like this. Um, so this is what the cops knew definitively. Oh, okay. There was about 540 missing from the register, $540. Uh, there were two guns used in the crime. And investigators were focusing on young people. And there was one 16-year-old kid picked up at a local mall named Maurice Pierce who had been hanging out at the very same mall as Amy and Sarah and had been picked up for carrying a twenty two caliber handgun, which is the same caliber as one of the two guns used in the crime. Mm. So police told... I'm sorry, Pierce, Maurice Pierce, told police that 15-year-old Forrest Wellburn had borrowed his gun and had killed the girls. But Wellborn claimed he didn't know a thing about the murders... And he and Pierce, along with two other boys named Michael Scott, which... Okay. Interesting. No comment. No comment. And Robert Springsteen, both 17, had taken a stolen car to San Antonio that night. Mm. So they were all taken in for questioning and were major suspects at that point. Um, around this time, there was also a billboard that went up that's actually pretty famous. Um, at least I knew about it. Uh, it said who killed these girls and it was pictures of the four girls oh okay and it had offered a twenty five thousand dollar reward so this was kind of a famous billboard that went up at the time seeking information right and then on october 6 1999 which was nearly eight years after the crime uh pierce wellborn scott and springsteen the four boys who had been teenagers at the time of the murders were arrested and charged with capital murder uh, Scott and Springsteen actually confessed to the murders and Springsteen was sentenced to death and Scott was sentenced to a life sentence. Oh, okay. But the confession <clears throat> had been made under a rugged interrogation by the detective. Oh, so they And the got detective it. was later removed from the case after allegations that in a different case he had coerced a confession. I hear you. So looking into it they realized scott had been questioned for 12 hours on one day then mm. questioned the next day then questioned the next day resulting in 20 hours of videotaped interrogation Ooh. oh my god back to back and it also didn't help that a photograph surfaced on the internet from video footage of scott's questioning which was taken from austin pd's own camera which showed a detective aiming a gun at scott's head during the interrogation okay so that really put a fucking dent in their case right um, ultimately in 06, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals overturned Robert Springsteen's conviction on the basis of an unfair trial, and then the U.S. Supreme Court refused to reinstate the conviction in 07. Then in 09, the district attorney tried to lock down the case again with DNA evidence that they had mm. found on Amy Ayers, but there was one slight problem. It didn't match any of the four what? men they had in custody. So they were like, well, we have DNA evidence. We can finally prove it was them. Even didn't though it didn't match any of them. No, didn't match any of them. Okay. So. So is there like a fifth person missing? They were re released. Well, they were just the prime suspects. And then when they had the. Oh, I understand. Evidence. At first, I thought you meant like DNA evidence of like, there's a whole other girl that went missing or something. No, it was on Amy Ayers. Like, Got it. Like probably semen. It was, um, they found DNA. Oh, it didn't match either of them. Of the four guys that they had arrested. Got it. So they I thought it was. Sorry, I reversed it in my mind, 
and thought you were talking that there was no DNA that matched any of the four girls. And so oh. I was like, oh, so there's DNA and it's not one of the four girls. Is there a fifth girl? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. I reversed it in my own head and thought you were talking about the guys. The girls, oh, the no, guys. no, no. Yeah. So there was DNA evidence found on Amy that Got it. matched somebody who was not one of the four that had been god i thought they found one of the victims dna on the guys oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No. and it didn't match any of the girls no no no. i see so my bad sorry no no you're fine it's a lot and there's like a lot of people involved so it's very confusing thank you for easing my mind like no that. i mean even I appreciate truly the, the petting me <laughs> no no it's not even that truly because like i was writing the notes and i had to read like six articles to really understand because Especially, and I, this is like a very watered down version of the legal stuff because right. I mean, this is like you know twenty years right right of stuff happening, and two of them are, are you know are convicted, two of them are released. Then there's like the one of them's on death row, and then I mean it's just like a lot of right. shit going on. I can't imagine what you have to deal with on your end of research because like very confusing. I feel like you might have <laughs> learned to be a little bit of like a mini lawyer of like learning like all of the jargon, <laughs> and I. Then you say it's me, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, believe me, I don't really. I, the number of times I text my friend Renee, like, what does this word mean? <laughs> uh, or, like, how do you pronounce this law that I'm pretending right. I know about? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> There's just a lot of, like, court, different courts, different roles within the court. I don't know. Amazing. So I'm trying to make it as, like, palatable as possible. Right, right, right. Palatable. Palatable. English isn't my first language. It's better than you you saying what I thought you were going to say, which is, I'm trying to make it as fun as possible. And oh, I was like, oh boy. That's impossible. Right, right, right. I learned that out real quick. Yep. Okay. Okay. So DNA evidence on Amy that they were finally able to test because we're in the 2000s now. Right. Um, did not match any of the four men. So they... So, so that, now they have... They're back at square one. Right. Prosecutors were like, well, fuck. That was our one... Right. So now they so have no now idea who did it. They're fucking back to square one. No clue who this DNA belongs to. Um, some of them do still think that these guys had something to do with it just because they were there and they had the gun right. and they just can't pin them down. But ultimately, all four of them are released, although it did take a while and they served over a decade. Two of them served over a decade in prison, one on death row, and then were released. So it's a little like right. the whole thing's a little fishy and not good either way. I hear you. Um, so all told over 50 false confessions had to be debunked, which is so fucked up. I mean, I know some of them were coerced, but there were people who were confessing who had nothing to fucking do with it, mm. which is just like, yeah, why? Right. Why, why the fuck would you do that to their family? I mean, right, I right, know, right. It's just beyond me, um, including the one from uh, Kenneth McDuff, that serial killer who confessed on the day of his execution. Mm hmm. Um, then there were also two confessions in 92 by two Mexican nationals, and those confessions were soon disputed and ruled false as well. And then those, there were 47 more right. false confessions. So all of those were debunked. So the police were just kind of like running around, like can't figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, there was a book written by a woman named Beverly Lowry, and it's called Who Killed These Girls, which is a reference to that billboard. Uh, Who Killed These Girls? The Yogurt Shop Murders. And she believed the most plausible theory is that uh, two... Okay, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. One of the theories, or one, one of the theories, one of the missing pieces of evidence or like the... A detail of the case that hadn't really been understood or explained yet was that that night there were two men who had entered the yogurt shop who had never been accounted for. Mm. And it was unclear who they were and they were spotted by two reliable witnesses. Oh, okay. So Lowry in her book 
she presents that theory and she believes that that's the most so she presents a couple theories but this is the one she believes is the most plausible and is actually the one that most attorneys and uh, investigators agree with her that like yes this is probably the most reasonable thing right as far as what could have happened so her theory is that the two mystery men entered the storefront near closing time and she actually goes into detail about what could possibly have happened and there was so there were two pieces of evidence as well that she brings up which is um, an unopened coke can with a nearby cup of ice and a booth with an empty napkin holder so okay so those are i'm going to explain in a minute how those, that was and those were both where in the yogurt shop just in the okay yeah i know if there was like a placement thing so there, those were in the yogurt <clears throat> shop and these are the two things that she used to build this kind of potential theory of what happened got it so in the version uh one of the customer or once the customers had taken their yogurt sundaes and gone so there were two customers sorry the two customers i'm referring to here are the ones who were the witnesses later who said they had gone into the shop got their ice cream sundaes and left and they later explained what they saw while they were in the shop got it theory is these two customers go in get their yogurt sundaes and go home then Jennifer locks the front door, flips over the open sign, and continues cleaning because they're closing up shop. The two men who these customers had witnessed were still sitting there, presumably finishing up their Sundays, and then the girls would have let them go. Right. But didn't want more customers right. coming in. I have often done that at Chipotle. I was going to say, you, you know. You <laughs> I know. know all about that. So the girls were chatting um, and would plan to unlock the door when the last two customers were ready to leave. What's possible, which is speculation, but is her theory, is that one of the guys ordered a Coke while Eliza was at the register. She had to bend down to get the Coke in the refrigerator beneath the counter, and when she stood up, uh, one of the guys was there with a gun. Got it. Threatening her for the money. Um, And that's where the first piece of evidence, the unopened Coke can with the cup of ice. Got it. Then Lowry said, protocol at the shop allowed employees to lock the front doors 10 minutes prior to closing, and they wouldn't kick anyone out in the store, but they didn't want anyone else coming in. Right. Um, and so the door was locked, and they were in there with these two guys. Um, so they basically locked themselves in. Yeah. And it's important to note that when firefighters did arrive uh, that night, the front door was still locked. Got it. So that's one detail that is kind of important. So the lawyers involved in defending the two teenagers, Springsteen and Scott, who had gone to trial and ultimately been convicted and then later released, those teenage boys... The two attorneys uh, had their own theories of what had happened, and they believed those two men uh, were responsible for what started as a robbery and then went sideways. None of them believed that this was a crime committed by four teenage boys. Uh, For starters, the four victims, the girls, uh, were smart, feisty, strong, outdoorsy, and heavily involved in Future Farmers of America, like I said. Mm -hmm. And the notion that four scraggly boys, none of them particularly well-built or intelligent, (laughs) Uh, could overpower the four girls and most uh, other lawyers agree with that and the investigators as well gotcha Uh, they all believe that if the four boys had walked in there the girls would have laughed at them and been like get the hell out of here right and if the boys had attempted assault they believe that the four girls would have been able to overpower them would have taken them yeah um, if they'd been age equivalents, Sawyer says, who's one of the attorneys, the four girls would have just kicked them in their asses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so likewise, there's some evidence that catches the attention of the main prosecutor for uh, what's his last name? Springsteen. Um, and she says that uh, the, there's a party store next door in the strip mall. 
And the owner said he didn't hear anything from the yogurt shop during that time except for a couple popping noises, which they assume was gunfire. Um, and the fact that the shop was otherwise silent through the entire, like, pretty empty strip mall um, suggests a certain amount of control over the victims. And that led them to basically believe that they were grown men and not, right. like, their equivalent teenage, you know, scrawny teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And likely men with some criminal involvement, uh, especially with the systematic nature of the murders. All It was, like, execution-style shootings. Like, the girls were all Shit. bound pretty yeah. similarly. Like, this didn't look like amateur hour, you know? Right. Um, and the bodies had been stacked, and it basically suggested that these were sadistic criminals with more foresight and ruthlessness than, like, four dumbass teenagers who right. were just fucking around. Um, so ultimately, what defense lawyers and the current investigators have in common is that the crime can be solved, even though um, at this point they really don't know what the fuck happened, except that they tend to believe it was something with these two guys right. who were last seen in the shop. What was the napkin holder thing? Oh, did I not mention that? Oh my gosh, you're right. I don't know where. I, I know I put that in here somewhere. I must have skipped it. Um, so the napkin holder basically came into play in that it was empty. And so it suggests, and every other table had already been cleaned and filled. Got it. And so the napkin holder was still empty, suggesting that the guys were still sitting there after they had basically cleaned the entire shop. I see. So that they had stayed there for longer than just like, oh, a couple minutes after that one couple had left and seen them. It wasn't like they left right after that. It seemed like they had been there for a long time sitting at that specific table. Sure. Um, And they had never gotten the chance to clean the table basically after they left. So that was um, the significance of the empty napkin holder. And if you, it's kind of creepy. They have photos where um, all the tables, like the chairs are stacked on, and there's one table where it's just Yeesh. the chairs are still down and the napkin holder's empty. It's the only, like, not clean table in the store. Yeah, so it suggests that, like, they died while those people were still there. Exactly. Got exactly. It. Never got the chance to clean it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so they believe, investigators believe, uh, at least everywhere I read, believe that the crime can still be solved, and the question is how the hell to get there, because they have a couple pieces that they think are important, they just can't figure out how to connect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody actually mentioned, uh, it was the prosecutor, that, or no, sorry, the defense attorney, she mentioned, um, if someone were to come in with an open mind, with no ties to the previous cold case, and look at the original investigation... I think they would come up with a different theory, and I think they'd be on the right path. Because the Austin police have been criticized for being uh, tunnel vision about it. And, like, when they thought it was those four teenage boys, like, really, I mean, you know, the coerced confession and all that. Right, right. So they've been accused of being kind of closed-minded and tunnel visioned about it and not kind of thinking outside the box. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And, again, to be fair, this is the defense attorney for the guy the teenage boy so you know she Mm -hmm. obviously had a stake in it as well um, right but it is an interesting thought so this week marks 27 years since that's what you said earlier right yeah your your math was right Well, 91 right you're born in 91 so oh yeah (laughs) that was the math i did oh my god i was you're so good (laughs) you're so smart i know you i know what a trapezoid is does that count i don't still i'm still kind (laughs) of confused a little bit Okay. So this week marks 27 years. The case still remains a cold case, unsolved. Uh, Today, the I Can't Believe It's Yogurt Shop, where this occurred, is a classy nail salon. It's called 
I'm not calling it classy. It's called Classy Nails Salon, <laughs> which, Got by it. the way, is how you know it's super classy. Linda goes there for sure. <laughs> it's a cl- it's called Classy Nail Salon, and a journalist named Susie Spencer, who was writing an article for A and E, stopped by the salon recently, and uh, I think it was in 2017, and she happened to park beside a bronze plaque, which was laid there in memory of the girls. And it's re- it rests beneath an oak tree, and at the base of the plaque, there were four filled donuts and four apples. Hmm. And so she went into the nail salon, and she asked if the workers put the treats there, and they said yes. Every day they place a little gift there Aww. for the girls who had been killed. And she said they place a few coins and uh, a few gifts to let people know the girls aren't forgotten. That's really nice. Yeah, and then um, every Chinese New Year, in Chinese tradition, they give the girls red envelopes filled with money as a gift to them. Oh, wow. And I just thought that was really sweet that they're still being memorialized, even though the original storefront's not there and these women had nothing to do with the actual murders, which I thought was sweet. Um, And they actually said they know one of the girls' moms, and she comes in every now and then and, like checks in and checks on the plaque and thanks them for you know thinking of her daughter um so and i mean think about the one set of parents who lost two kids like i know two daughters in one night it's it's really fucking terrible oh my god and that's the other thing with all those false confessions it's like you're fucking with so much more than just the investigators it's like the families who there's a new lead every time and then it gets yeah and also i mean like they like the youngest kid now would be like 40 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's been so long. Yeah, and there's still no closure. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Sergeant John Jones, who I mentioned earlier, who was on the scene when the bodies were found, he thinks that um, due to DNA, there will one day be an answer with advances in technology or just luck, depending on if they find a match, you know? Right. Um, and he added, that's why there's no statute of limitations on murder. Good. Yeah, which is just a really good point. Yeah. Um, and so that is the story of the Austin, Texas yogurt shop murders. Yowza. And it's just crazy because I was expecting a lot more just like detail and backstory, but like there's ju- they just don't fucking know because yeah. they, they torched the place and the evidence was so scattered from the start that wow. they only had a couple theories to go on and they didn't pan out. Wow. And it took so long for even those first major leads to... It took, like, what, 20 years? Right, right, To right, even right. debunk those. So... Wow. Very well, that's dark and very sad. Super dark. Yeah, and people were like, oh, if you go to Austin, you should cover this. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing this live. Yeah, that's one of our biggest issues of, like... Yeah. Having said we would do, like, hometown shows when we yeah. go to those towns. It's yeah. like, ugh, well, we don't... We don't know how... Like, for all we know, someone knows the person. I gotta go back. And it's happened. It's happened. Uh, I gotta go back to, like, 1755 to find uh, a murder that's acceptable to talk about where it's not gonna really fuck everyone up. Right. But, um, And also, some towns just aren't, don't have many ghosts, so that's hard on my end. Because I'm, like, I'm really pigeonholing myself of, like, I need to find a ghost from this small (laughs) town. Oh, there's not one? Uh Uh-oh. Just expand (laughs) the radius a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Um, but yeah, so that is the story of the yogurt shop murders. I've been requested for a long time and, um, I'm sure I didn't cover everything, but no, I, I thought, tried. It, <laughs> thought you did your best. Thank you. <laughs> um, and since, combined efforts, combi- that's what we do. Yep. So I did not, uh, since there is no convicted, right. You murderer. Know, murderer in this case, 
I'm sorry. It just actually makes me so mad to think that these four young teenage girls were so brutally, horribly murdered. And someone got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like so deeply infuriating. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Awful stuff. So, um, I mean, hopefully it's like Golden State Killer where you really think there's no way and then it just happens. Hopefully. I mean, in all, in time. Let's hope. They didn't think of DNA back 40 years ago. And you know now, what, what blows my mind is like, there's something like 20 years from now. Yeah. That's as important as DNA that we don't have yet. And how would you even comprehend? Because like 40 years ago, you didn't comprehend that DNA was even a th- yeah. thing. Like you would never. It blows my mind that we're currently living in a world without something that's so vital in yeah. the future. Yeah. And people are going to look back and be like, oh, well, you know that crime in 2018? Well, they didn't have that back then, so there was no way of telling. Right. And now it's like, in my mind, I'm like, I can't wait It's like for so many like horrible, horrible crimes to actually be yeah, yeah. put in their place. It's like, oh, they didn't know that there would be um, that special aura reading technology where your aura left an imprint on every crime scene and then your yeah. aura was specifically traced aura back. imprinting for sure is exactly <laughs> what the logical cops are going to go after Thank first you. i'm definitely <laughs> maybe in our crime department trademark in our unit for sure we but go then by again aura you don't you know, nobody ever thought like oh your spit would be unique to right specifically you and not one other person in the whole world or your semen or whatever right. like nobody would have thought that right or criminals wouldn't have thought that so who knows? Maybe your aura. That's the next big thing. I've lived in LA far too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so since there is no murderer convicted yet, knock on wood yet, mm-hmm. I did a, so this was in, I wrote the, the this final horoscope in the midst of Juniper being missing. So I wrote oh, a I little, bleak. Wrote a little Juni scope. <laughs> okay. And Juni is a Pisces, very fitting for a cat. Yay. Um, and this is his Pisces scope, his Junie scope. If you want someone in power to pay more attention to you, oh boy, you have to act more boldly. Oh God, wow! Drama is what will get you noticed right now. Did you fucking write this? No, I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding. I just fucking click on the link and go, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, Eva's a Pisces. Maybe she's faking having the flu right now. <gasps> Eva, she wants our attention. That darn Eva, freaking classic. She and Junie. <laughs> Drama is what will get you noticed right now, not playing it safe and low-key. Oh. You have every right to grab all the focus in the room, at least for the next few days. Jesus, who writes this shit? Juniper. Probably. (laughs) This was his memoir. He does love to stomp on my keyboard. (laughs) Unleash your inner jokester and embrace the obnoxious aspects of your personality. I am glad Eva's not here today. This sounds terrible. (laughs) Now is not the time to be demure or wait for your chance. If you do, you'll be waiting for a very long time. Jump to it and make it happen. Out the window. Jump out the fucking window and make your mom lose her goddamn mind. And make Funkle M tell her to sprinkle (laughs) tuna everywhere. To launch tuna into the neighbor's yard. Oh my god, they're gonna hate me. I like... Don't tell them. I hurled handfuls of tuna into their yard. Like, that's so disgusting. Um, it worked. It worked though. Anyway, so that is uh the Pisces scope, the Juni scope, and that is the story of the Universe Chat Murders. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, Juniper, for the hard attack of a lifetime today. You're welcome. Um, on behalf of him. Yep. Yep. And uh Eva, hope you're feeling better. 
I'm sure our soothing voices are doing the trick. Yep. I'm sure us being going, um, Eva, delete that part, please. Or maybe don't. I don't know. (laughs) Figure it out. I'm sure that's... Eva, you know, you be the judge. Should we keep it in? Should we not? I've been told that we're very healing people. Oh. With our loud, loud voices. Yeah. So heal away, Eva. Yeah. Um, and what, what else? That's it, I think. That's it. We have a Facebook page and like an Instagram. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and no more and that's it um yeah if you guys want to follow us you can um find us on facebook instagram twitter you can also donate to our patreon at atwwd podcast um that's the same handle for all that across the board you mm-hmm. can also email us at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can send in your true crime and pers- uh, personal true crime and paranormal stories because we put out a listener's episode at the first of every month and your story could be included um, you can also find our website and that's why we drink.com where you can also click on that button that says tour or live tour tour ha- slash live. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. If you click tour, you will see all of the shows that we currently have. There's a lot. And, um, please come see us live. And we have VIP tickets for some of them like meet and greets. Yeah. By the way, every show people keep asking if it says VIP, like that is a meet and greet. So yeah. VIP equals meet and greet. If you want to hug. Meet and greet equals hug from me and compliment from Christine. Yes. I mean... And maybe two minutes of, you know, banter. Priceless. Priceless banter. Priceless. Um, It's not like you get enough of that bullshit every Sunday. (laughs) Just saying. That's it on my end. I think that's it, And I think this comes out the week before Christmas, right? Or the 23rd? This comes out on the... Oh, God, that's me doing that noise. Sorry. That comes out the 23rd. Yes, you're correct. So, Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Merry Christmas, Yeah. So do you know what did I ever tell you what Blaze's family calls it? So Blaze's sister is named Eve, so they called it Christmas Eve. But they had so he's the oldest of six, um, and Eve was the second youngest. And then uh, they have one younger brother named Tanner, and he was like so distraught that there was a Christmas Eve, <laughs> and he didn't understand that like Eve got her own holiday, Christmas Eve. Right. And so to make him feel better, they called the twenty third Christmas Tanner. So Aww. there's a Christmas Tanner and a Christmas. <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas, Tanner, to you, Christine. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Tanner. Um, I just always thought that was super cute. So that's this when this comes out. All right. And then uh, next week, the 30th, is the last show of the year and our 100th episode. Our 100th episode. Which and it's going to be plan. bananas. It will. We really did not plan no, that. No, we didn't. We were like, okay, so we're going to close out 2018 with the 100th episode and go. Unbelievable. We decided that January 2017. No, we didn't. Yes, because we're so good at math, as you know. No one believes that for one second. <laughs> um, yes, it's very convenient, but we will be ringing out, uh, yes. closing out the year with 2018. We are ready for 2019. Yeah, and we will be ready with a 101st. That's right, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, the Dalmatian episode. I'm so excited. We should start themes now. Okay. 99 Red Balloons, 101 <laughs> Dalmatians. <laughs> um, all right, well, thanks guys for listening, and that's why we drink. <laughs>